Max Scherzer is a Texas Ranger and he's making the New York Mets look like absolute fools for trading him away. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 15th. Your Rangers are 71 and 48 alone in first place atop the AOS with a three and a half game lead over those stinking Houston Astros. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing thing below. Now, Max Scherzer was absolutely dominant in this one. He looked like the ace version of Max Scherzer, like the first ballot Hall of Famer, like the three-time Cy Young Award winner in this 12 to nothing, absolute molly whopping of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. This was just about as complete a win as the Rangers have had all season and about as good as this team has looked in weeks. And this team has been winning like crazy since August and since the All-Star break. But this just looked like the fully actualized version of the Texas Rangers. That is a team that nobody wants to see in the playoffs. This is a team that is going on all levels, the offense, the pitching, the defense, the bullpen, the literally point to a thing, point to literally anything on this team. And you ask, is that going right? The answer is yes. All of the things are going right for the Texas Rangers, but not more so in this one than Max Scherzer. He went seven innings, just allowed one hit, which was a, a blooper off the glove of Marcus Simeon that probably could have been converted if he played it absolutely perfectly uh, into a into an out, but uh, and then one walk and 11 strikeouts. Just absolutely absurd stuff and the rangers for the entire night pitching staff wise only faced one batter over the minimum just one batter over the minimum because matt dice grounded into uh, a lined into a double play a really uh, really well-turned play by marcus simeon the only two base runners came back to back or in the same inning so there was one at bat with runners in scoring position for the los angeles angels of anaheim of california of you know the United States, you know the whole the whole deal. But Marcus Simeon made a great play to snag the liner. Nathaniel Lowe moving back towards the base leads him to the bag. Rangers get to get to turn to score a couple runs in the bottom of that inning, and it was all nails from there. Max Scherzer had a two nothing lead, and then he got a five nothing lead after the third inning, and it was just game over for those Angels from that point on. I mean, Max Scherzer has been absolutely exceptional for the Texas Rangers since he has been traded here. He has a 180 ERA in three starts and, you know, just everything's going right for him. Three starts, 20 innings pitched, 26 strikeouts, 180 ERA. And, oh, by the way, the Mets are paying him $35.5 million to not pitch for them for the rest of the season and next season. And all the Rangers had to do was give up Luis and Helicuna, who I think is going to be a pretty good player. Might eventually make an all-star team, but that'd be nice. That'd be fine. Um, but... I would do that in a heartbeat. It was maybe their fourth best prospect at the time of the trade. Maybe you could say two. I think I had him number two in my rankings, but I was probably honestly a little low on Wyatt Langford and uh, 
and Sebastian Walcott, who are doing amazing things still to this day. Um, and same with Evan Carter. But that's a trade that you feel very, very good about, especially since the Rangers will be paying Max Scherzer about $15 million next year in what will be, I believe, his age uh, 40 season. Maybe it'll be his age 39 season. I can't remember exactly um, if he just turned 39 or if he just turned 40. Um, but anyway, he is a little bit younger than, than Justin Verlander, the other ace that the Mets traded away, and the other ace that the Mets let walk away in free agency in Jacob DeGrom. And the Rangers have a 1-2-3 in next year's playoffs of Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, and Nathan Eovaldi. Oh, and then whoever else is is just coming up nails at the moment because the Rangers pitching coach, Mike Maddox, I mean, he just deserves the biggest hat tip of all hat tips. He has been the best pitching coach in Rangers franchise history. The Rangers haven't done basically anything when he has not been on this team. I mean, it's just the difference between these pitching staffs with him and without him is just monumental. They did have a few good seasons from Lance Lynn. They did have a couple good seasons from Mike Miner. Both of them made all-star teams. Both of them finished top 10 in Cy Young finishes, but just getting getting the most out of guys on the margins and even getting the most out of the best guys. I mean, that's what Mike Maddox does incredibly well. He he happened to work with Max Scherzer a couple times before in his career. And, you know, oh, what did he do during those two seasons that he was coaching Max Scherzer? Oh, well, Max Scherzer won two of his three Cy Young Awards. That was in 2016 and 17 with the Washington Nationals. Yeah. Two out of his three Cy Youngs were coached by Mike Maddox. He said that he found something in his slider, and it seemed like that was very much the case tonight. He threw the slider, I believe it was six, ten times, uh, and got three swings, three swings and misses. They just could not, could not keep up with that slider. Also, the other of the other seven pitches that he threw. Um, the other seven sliders that, are, that he threw, uh, four of them were for called strikes. So seven out of his ten sliders that he threw tonight were either called strikes or swings and misses. He also got nine swings and misses on his fastball, two swings and misses on the changeup, five swings and misses of 11 swings total on the cutter, and a swing and a miss on the curveball just for good measure because literally every single pitch got at least one whiff, 20 whiffs for him on the day, um, 35 called strikes plus whiffs on the day just honestly incredible stuff out of 100 exactly 100 pitches thrown in those seven shutout innings i mean mike maddox is just i don't think i appreciated how big a difference he made in this pitching staff and in literally everything i think the one the one part that he hasn't improved i think martin perez i don't want to i'm not that i'm not saying that it is mike maddox's fault but that's the only thing that hasn't gone well for the rangers pitching staff this year and well i mean andrew heaney not quite being the same version of himself but look literally everywhere else on this roster i mean look at what nathan evaldi has done this year having a career year which hopefully he'll be back in the next couple of weeks here look at what max scherzer has done in these three stars heck look at what dane dunning has done this season i mean max scherzer just threw seven shutout innings with 11 strikeouts and Dane Dunning sitting there over there like cool yeah I actually one up you the day before with 12 strikeouts Dane Dunning did that because he's been incredible this year this entire staff has been exceptional there was a great stat from Sean McFarland of the Dallas Morning News tweeting about how much this rotation has improved in the month of August in the month of July it was just flat out bad five 12 ERA, sixth worst in Major League Baseball, a 5% uh, strikeout minus walk percentage, worst in Major League Baseball, 15.9% K rate, the second worst in Major League Baseball in the month of August, a 219 ERA, best in baseball, 24.4 K minus BB percentage, best in Major League Baseball, and 30.1% K rate 
best in Major League Baseball. The additions of these two starters in Jordan Montgomery and Max Scherzer have invigorated this crew, putting Martin Perez in the bullpen where he threw two perfect innings tonight in the lowest of low leverage situations where you didn't have to use any of your high leverage guys. That's a great win for the Rangers and who knows if they'll have to use any more of their high leverage guys in this entire series because this Angels team just looked completely beaten and Max Scherzer beat them down. He did not take it easy on them and he did not take it easy on Shohei Otani who went 0 for 3 with two strikeouts in this one. Max Scherzer, have yourself a freaking day. Mike Maddox, give yourself a standing ovation just like everyone should be giving him a standing ovation. And, you know, he didn't need to work too hard in this one because the offense really took all the drama out of this game. I mean, we're looking at what went well for this offense and what's going right for the Rangers in general. But first, let's word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Finally taking that summer vacation you've been planning but dreading all the buying necessities before takeoff? You know, it's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It is that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you're, you're eyeing, the game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps that give you points that don't really amount to much, but with Ibotta you get real cash cash back that you can go and cash into your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you shop start Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using code MLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers a first listen every single day on Wednesday's show. I'll break down what Jordan Montgomery brings to this team. The Rangers take on the Angels this week and catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, this Rangers team, I mean, the offense was going, and, and one bat who keeps going is Mitch Garver, the offensive threat Mitch Garver, who I think might just be becoming Max Scherzer's personal catcher, which if he hits like this, then he can be anybody's personal catcher. Mitch Garver hitting against the lefty. We did not see Jonah Heim in the lineup today on back-to-back days because there was a lefty on the mound. Bruce Mochi has said that he isn't, isn't completely against the idea of Jonah Heim hitting lefty against lefties, but I believe uh, I read that Jonah Heim has been switch hitting since, I believe, 10 years old, so I don't think that the first time he's facing lefties in an actual competitive game for the first time in, what, 18-ish years? I think he's 28 years old, so about 18 years. It's going to be against major leaguers. I don't think that's the case. He did he did face a lefty minor leaguer in one of his batting practice sessions when he was before he came off the IL, so it's not like he's never seen it. But still, I think this is going to be the platoon split for a while because Mitch Garver has been incredible calling Max Scherzer's games and and hitting. In the last 15 games, he's got three home runs slash line of 377, 450, 623. That is an OPS of 1,700 and wait, no. 1073 not 1700 that's that that'd be a bit much but but still 1073 is a pretty good OPS for a 15 game stretch he keeps hitting Marcus Simeon a 
five RBI day, including a three-run homer, reached base three times. Since the All-Star break, Marcus Simeon has been absolutely unreal. I keep saying this, I feel like, every episode, but he just keeps putting up these insane numbers. In 28 games since the All-Star break, he's got 108 at-bats. So, no longer a small sample size, about about a sixth-ish of the season, about a month. He's got a slash slide of 324, 408, 583, that is a 991 OPS, with eight home runs, two doubles, one triple, 15 walks to 11 strikeouts. So if you add up those extra base hits, that's 11. That's 11 strikeouts. That is the exact same number of extra base hits as he has strikeouts in a 108 at bat um, stretch. It's just it's just unreal what he's doing. And oh, behind him is just Corey Seager and, and second half Daniel Lowe and Adoles Garcia, who reached base three times, including a pair of walks and some really, really tough pitches. I mean, again, Adoles Garcia, his patience has been incredible this year and a huge, huge revelation from what he has done in years past. The athleticism, the raw power has been jaw-dropping and, and on display, and the arm is, is incredible, but... Again, working those walks has just unlocked a new level to him. He's got an 860 OPS and hit his 30th home run of the season, the second time in his big league career that he has had 30 home runs. He's on pace for a little bit over 40 home runs. He'll be the first Ranger to have 40 home runs in a season. In the last five years, the last one to do it was Joey Gallo in 2018. There haven't been a whole lot of Rangers in the last 10, 15 years to hit 40 plus bombs there was josh hamilton did it once joey gallo did it i believe twice and outside of that unless i'm forgetting something i don't think there's been anybody else so just those two guys who have hit 40 plus bombs for the rangers might have seen josh young get there if he had a height hot last two months of the season unfortunately he is on the shelf but doesn't matter Adoles garcia has been carrying this offense literally everybody has stepped up including you know just Robbie Grossman having a two-hit day, reaching face three times, including a couple of hits, both of them off righties, extra base hits off righties, something that he hadn't done much this season. His OPS is finally over 700, about freaking time. The Rangers got some contributions from Leody Tavares down in the lineup and extra base hits for him. Him getting hot offensively down this stretch run would just be huge and would lead to more of these massive outbursts in scoring the rangers haven't had double digit runs scored in the month of august even though they only have two losses in the month of august started off eight no and in this month of august and they still have been doing it by just being incredibly deep getting great starts from their starting pitchers and just everybody contributing to this offense i mean seager had a ho-hum one for four day with a walk and the hardest hit ball of the night. I believe it was 108-ish, 110 miles an hour. Excuse me, the second hardest hit ball of the night. Hardest hit by a range, 110.5 miles an hour off the bat. Oh, he also had one that was 109.6 miles an hour off the bat because, uh, of course, why would it not be? Because Corey Seager is just the best pure hitter on the freaking planet. I know he only had the one for four day, but just watching this guy barrel things up and seeing him sandwiched in between Nathaniel Lowe and Marcus Simeon. And, you know, we have protection later on of Adolis Garcia. And then at the top of your, at the bottom of your line, we have freaking Leonie Tavares. I mean, it's just, it's just insane. I talked a little bit about it in yesterday's show about the impact of Donnie Ecker with uh, locked on giants and, and how, this is what Donnie Ecker did in 2021 to those giants where just everybody had career years. Everybody looked incredible. And, it seems like it's happening yet again. I think that the coaching staff on this team doesn't get enough credit 
it's just a lot of credit to Bruce Bochy, and, you know, he knows how to win, and he knows how to lead, and whatever, and that's true, and I think Bruce Bochy's influence is huge, a huge part of this team, weathering the storms and all, all that, but there's a whole other dozens of coach well maybe about dozen there's there's a lot of coaches on the staff that are doing great things in bike maddox in donnie ecker um and you know just everybody on this staff everybody on this team everybody associated with this team is doing incredible work and things just could not be going more right for the rangers including one rookie who is having a heck of a first couple games in the big leagues and the difference between this rangers and angels team i'm going to talk about that in just a second but first Let's word from our sponsors. Football season is back and it's about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So if you are feeling very confident about the Cowboys, if you have not been hurt as many times as I have and as many times as other Cowboys fans are, and you're thinking, this is the year everything's going right in DFW sports. I mean, Luka's going to go on a tear. I mean, the Rangers are going to go to the World Series. The Stars are going to win it all. Literally everything is going to come up. Dallas, if you're feeling confident go make those bets just pick any team to win the super bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every single victory you can use your bonus bets on spreads player pop props over unders and more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on to start earning bonus bets with america's number one sportsbook that's fanduel.com slash locked on Shout out to the everyday for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day on Thursday show. I'm going to try and have a crossover with Mike and John of Locked On Angels to break down this midweek series. The Rangers take on the Angels this week and catch every pitch with the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, the Rangers have that dog in them. They simply have the dog in them. And, I mean, the Angels look like they had that dog in them put down. It has been just incredibly rough to watch these Angels and what they have done since the All-Star break, since since the trade deadline. It has just been incredibly defeating in the second half. They are 14 and 15, and in the month of the month of August, they are three and ten. After deciding to go for it all in with Shohei Otani, we're, we're going to go for it. We're going to trade for Lucas Giolito. We're going to trade for a bunch of relievers. We're going to trade for a bunch of hitters and deepen this lineup out. And it's just, everything's going to go great. And everything has decidedly not gone great. I mean, I know the Rangers were were laying the beat down on this Angels team, and Max Scherzer was working and and going you know full Max Scherzer mode on this team. But this just had the look of a team that had nothing in them no fight in them they lost eight straight in the month of august and they've had some some decent wins pulling out a couple games against san francisco and they've had some moments but i mean it's just been incredibly bleak to watch and you know i am and every other team in the al west hater through and through but i i was rooting for these angels down the stretch mainly because i i I like the the locked on angels boys and um they were the the least trash talking of the Rangers in our ALS crossover at the beginning of the season, which if you want to have some fun, go, go and listen to that, uh, that crossover from early on in the season. And then you think about how different these teams were projected to be to start the season. The, according to fan graphs, the angels were projected to have an 80, 83 and a half wins with a, uh, let's see, 19.3% chance to win the division. The Rangers were projected to have just over, just under 80, 82 wins at 81.9. 
and they had a 12.7% chance to win the division. Now that's gone up with, after all of these 71 wins, uh, you know, about 20%. The Rangers are still second favorite behind the Astros to win the division. Actually, I haven't, they haven't updated it yet today with the Rangers having a three and a half game lead. But still, this Rangers team looked like they were just putting them down, putting them to bed. Absolutely just embarrassing this Angels team. There was just no fight in them. There was nothing left. Even Shohei Otani, who got scratched for his start on Wednesday with some arm soreness or arm fatigue, I should say, which I would assume that he would have some arm fatigue after hitting 41 bombs so far this season and pitching like one of the better pitchers in all of baseball. And especially when you're on a team that is what, six and a half, maybe seven games out of a playoff spot at this point and only falling faster. I mean, the difference in the mindset and just the look of these teams. I mean, the Rangers, when they were up five runs, it it did not look that they were ever going to step off the gas. This is the team that was beating the brakes off of everybody the first couple of months of the season. This is what it looked like, those those Sunday offensive explosion games. I, I wish the Rangers could have a couple more of those. The Rangers haven't had a whole lot of offensive explosions. I mean, they've had a couple of games where the offense has done really, really well. I mean, a couple of nine-run games in the month of August, like that uh, nine to, I believe it was two, beat down on on Saturday and then the nine to eight wild win over the Marlins in that Saturday game the week before but still this looked like the completely deep destructive offense that we have seen and it doesn't matter who's in there it doesn't matter if Josh Young's hurt it doesn't matter if Corey Seager's hurt it doesn't matter if Jonah Heim is hurt it literally does not matter because whoever comes up is going to step up huge we saw that from JP Martinez who has been just absolutely exceptional in his first four games with the Rangers. I mean, they were talking about on the broadcast that he needs to buy whatever the most expensive thing is on the baby registry for the Jankowskis, which um, maybe not the most expensive thing, just buy him something nice, buy him a, some diapers or whatever you get people for babies. I, I don't know. I don't have a baby. I don't know what you buy people with with babies, especially when it's their fourth one. They've already got most of the stuff, I would think, on Pat. They know what they're doing. But just as a nice little thank you gift, he's hitting 400 with an 860-56 OPS. He started against lefty, which I tweeted out and said, this is this feels like a, a pretty big sign that the Raiders have a lot of confidence in JPM. And then uh, Adam Morris of Lone Star Ball uh, tweeted back at me, of, hey, uh, actually, there's there's not a whole other lot of other options for this team on the bench to face off against lefties and I, I went and looked at it and the other options um were well Robbie Grossman who was in this one and played DH then there's you know Austin Hedges there's Jonah Heim who's going to hit left-handed for at least the near future and then there's Josh Smith and there's Travis Jankowski so uh, maybe JPM is the best option in left field against lefties um, for the time being. Whenever whenever Josh Young comes back, I think that'll move to Ezekiel Duran in left field and then Robbie Grossman DHing. Um, but uh, that's still obviously, what, five weeks away, five and a half weeks away. I mean, we'll see if Josh Young can beat that injury countdown, which is what he's trying to do, which I, I, I'm, makes me a little worried here, which is something that he did last year whenever he came back probably a little soon from that shoulder entry and we saw a lessened version of Josh Young not the fully actualized version that we saw this year and I don't want him to come back too early and kind of you know 
just not be the best version of himself and god forbid risk re-injuring that thing i don't think the rangers are going to let him do that but still i like him wanting to be aggressive and come back but it doesn't matter who they put in this lineup everybody is coming up huge jpm getting these chances and and finally coming up big after you know, a lot of guys just wrote him off myself included i did not think that jpm was going to be a big leaguer he was the guy who was basically just the consolation prize for not getting shohei otani which is a really crappy label to put on somebody but that's kind of the reality of what it was he made i believe i believe 2.6 million dollars was his signing bonus out of cuba he was a guy who made a lot of top 100 prospect lists and then as soon as he started playing after that first debut of uh, a little bit of Arizona complex league and a little bit of back then short season spokane back when that was still a thing um curse you rob manfred and your system systemic demolishing of the minor leagues and minor league baseball in general but after that it was not great things for jpm the guy was always very toolsy very talented and just could not get over the the hype and was putting a lot of pressure on himself and just not having fun playing baseball and seeing him out there doing that post-game interview with emily and doing it in english i mean he's just having the best time of his life and it seems like that was what he was doing in triple a which it sounds very reductive and very basic to just say oh we'll just go have fun and then you'll be good again it's hard to have fun at your job when you're stinking at it it's really hard to get back to enjoying the game you grew up loving and you played it because you loved it and it was fun and you were good at it and when you're not doing that it is it's a really difficult thing to do but it's just one of those great storylines of, of seeing him out there thriving smiling laughing being a part of this team and i don't know if the rangers are going to be able to send him back down whenever the rangers have to make their next move this, this is a guy who has earned his plate appearances with you know the big big double in the ninth inning against san francisco on sunday and then that incredible base running there i mean he's getting hits left right and center playing good defense made some good throws which by the way that that throw that he made on i believe it was saturday or maybe it was maybe it was sunday i can't remember i think i think it was actually saturday friday or saturday that he made a, a great throw and mitch garver just could not quite catch it that's that's i think the one thing where there's a big drop off between garver and heim obviously besides the framing um but some of these plays at home plate i feel like jonah heim consistently makes them even on tough catches where these throws to the plate i don't think mitch garver is making as many of those plays but all that to say jpm has been making a huge contribution to this team and just seeing him out there and thriving and literally everybody up and down this lineup you know ezekiel duran had a bit of a rough day with three strikeouts a couple of them on called third strikes which he needs to fight off do a better job of fighting off those close pitches seeing him take more often is great he did have a walk in this one and it seems like he has been heating up since josh young went down with injury um this wasn't a great game for him when literally everybody else was just crushing it i guess outside of him and nathaniel lowe who did have an extra base hit but also went one for five with three strikeouts i'm not worried about zeke durant i think he is in a great place and, and seeing the literally everybody in this lineup start to mesh and you know gel and get hot at the exact same time that's when you start to go on some special runs like this i mean the three best teams in the american league as of sunday since i believe it was the all-star break are the rangers the astros and the mariners and all of them are in an absolute 
dogfight in this AL West. I know it would be easy to just count out those Mariners, which I would very much like to. And they did have a weird wild game today where they were down 5 nothing, getting no hit by Brady Singer of the Royals. And then they stormed back to take the lead in the top of the ninth inning, and then they ended up losing in a walk-off because um, the Royals are having some really weird wins. So all of those games that the, the Astros are going to play against the Royals in September. This Royals team is kind of frisky. The Rangers should be happy that they had all their games against the Royals when they did, when they were just one of the worst teams in all of baseball. And the Astros also lost another one with Framber Valdez on the mound, giving up three home runs, including a back-to-back-to-back. Not all of them were Fromber. One of them was a new pitcher. I can't remember which reliever it was, but the Marlins took game one of that series against Houston Astros. The Rangers finally gained some ground on the Astros. It feels like it's been forever since the Rangers did that three-and-a-half game lead. This team is in a great position. Things are going incredibly well. A 12-0 win. And tomorrow's game, it will be Lucas Giolito versus Jordan Montgomery, the two of the best starters that were traded to the American League West. And we'll see, hopefully, another great start from Jordan Montgomery and maybe win this time where the Rangers can score more than zero runs they scored in his last outing against the A's. Things are riding hot for these Texas Rangers. A 12-0 dominating win. Hopefully, maybe make it a 13-0 win in Tuesday's game. And maybe the Astros can make it a three-game losing streak so the Rangers can gain a little bit more breathing room in this AL West. Things are going incredibly well for this team. And I am just so happy that Max Scherzer is a Texas Ranger. And that those New York Mets, who were so confident and cocky that he was going to be terrible in Texas after giving up three runs in that first inning, has been the Max Scherzer that we have all known and loved and the first ballot Hall of Famer that maybe might get another championship with his Texas Rangers. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy first place Texas Rangers baseball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.